Hello and welcome to Sisters Who Stan, the podcast that takes a deep dive into the stories and shows that made us and explores the questions they've left us asking. I'm Emma. And I'm Bridie. Buckle in as we prepare to celebrate the weird and wonderful world of fandom. Hello and welcome to episode eight, the finale of series one. Yeah. I realised we didn't actually say how many episodes there were going to be, but there's eight. Uh, Yeah, we probably should have said that. There was always going to be eight. Is eight a magic number? Mm, I don't think so. Seven, seven is. Well, not in this house. (laughs) It's gone fast, hasn't it? Seven weeks. It has, as we head into what looks like another lockdown. Jesus Christ. I mean, if if we are heading into a second lockdown winter spike, then um, we're going to have plenty of time for more. Yeah. (laughs) More episodes. (laughs) Exactly. Silver lining. (laughs) Yeah. This podcast has definitely given us something to do. Yeah, and we actually haven't talked about the coronavirus very much. No, it's been a bit of an escapism for us, hasn't it? Mm, Yeah, definitely. Um, But yeah, fear not, listeners. We've already started thinking about series two. We have indeed. But so for today, our finale episode, we're Mm -hmm. asking the question, why is Princess Leia such a legend? Princess, senator, general, rebel, Jedi. Just going to put all of her titles out there. General Organa. Really, we just wanted an excuse to talk about Leia for a whole episode because she's our hero. She is the best. Yeah, before we actually hit record just now, we were saying to each other how researching this episode has made us both cry quite a lot. Mm. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of emotion tied to Carrie and to Leia and their joint legacy. Yeah, where those two meet. I mean, Carrie and Leia are iconic in their own right, but together they're Mm. just the one, aren't they? Yeah, we may well get emotional in this episode. Who Might knows? Be, you know, it's been known to... Well, actually, has it been known to happen? Not really. No, I don't think so. We've, we've been emotional when researching episodes, but not, <laughs> you know, we can pull it together when recording so yeah. far. So when we meet Leia in A New Hope, she is the princess of the planet Alderaan, a member of the Imperial Senate and an agent for the Rebel Alliance. Over the course of the original trilogy, Leia does lots of brilliant, brave things for the Rebels. We also learn that she's the twin sister to Luke Skywalker. There was an unfortunate kiss, which we'll just pretend didn't happen. Mm. Uh, She's daughter to Darth Vader, and her and the handsome ragamuffin Han Solo fall in love. Yeah. She first appears as that memorable Help Me Obi-Wan Kenobi hologram, Mm. which initially might give off damsel in distress vibes, but actually from that point onwards, that couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah, when Luke comes to save her, she's very dismissive of the whole situation, which mm-hmm. was great. Because from that hologram, the audience and Luke kind of expect one type of woman and then we're presented with another. Like, she's the one who's first to dive into that trash shoot, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, it must have been really refreshing at the time. Obviously, now there are loads of rough and tumble female characters to enjoy, but maybe back then there weren't so many. Yeah, well, you know, 1977 doesn't sound that long ago, but I think we can forget what a different place the world was. Um, actually, interesting fact, uh, in 1977, people were still being executed by the guillotine in France. So yeah. you could you could go watch an execution and then go watch Star Wars. <laughs> Isn't that mental? Yeah. I mean, were they public executions still? I don't know. The word guillotine is bringing that to my mind. <laughs> let's, let's say yes, because it's m- more visually enjoyable. <laughs> so I actually did know that fact. Uh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I wanted to give you more of a shocked response, but it's I like knew my it. party party trick fact. I know. Well, th- so the reason I know it is, I at work I used to have to borrow another officer's guillotine, and kind right. of as a trade off, I would give them guillotine facts. 
um so so that I could use it yeah and that was my favorite fact Mm. unfortunately this is the kind of make your own fun the nine to five (laughs) yeah water cooler I hate the word banter. Office office bants. Oh, so sorry. So yeah. So in your, you were bringing new guillotine facts. The Star Wars oh. one was one of my first and was one of my favourites. But then there was so the guy who kind of came up with the idea of the guillotine uh, and who it was then named after actually opposed the death penalty. Um, oh, really? And he was trying to suggest it as like a really just a really quick way to execute someone. Mm. And then he was horrified that people started to call it a guillotine, kind of after him. And later, his family petitioned to try and get its name changed. Well, too late for that, my friends. You know, maybe <laughs> don't invent a thing that chops people's heads off if you're opposed to the death penalty. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and also, I read that the people who worked the guillotines, like the executioners, were kind of like local celebrities and they would set trends. Really? Mm. People in the streets would shout their names. They were kind of like, yeah, celebrities. Oh my God. <laughs> Influencers, which I mean, make of that what you will. Um, you didn't realise you were opening a box of guillotine facts, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm really sorry, because you were very happy with your facts. I was so happy with it. And it was already one I was familiar with before researching this episode. I think I looked it up for like a Zoom quiz when lockdown first mm-hmm. started, and I was trying to find interesting facts about time. Yeah, exactly. Like there's that one about Cleopatra being closer to the invention of the iPhone than to the pyramids. But yeah, it is a great fact, and it does demonstrate how long ago it was. I'll tell you what else shocks me when I was rewatching Star Wars. Oh yeah, Leia's voice. I guess it's quite deep. Yeah, it's deep, but also sometimes it goes a bit RP. Obviously, Leia's mm. got this razor sharp tongue, and some of the best lines are definitely hers. But so there's that one to Governor Tuck. Um, she says, "I recognised your foul stench from when I was brought on board." Yeah, it's quite a clipped, kind of almost British accent. Yeah, she sounds like she should be in the crown. I think it's like a hangover from that mid-Atlantic accent that's not quite Mm. British or American. She also sounds like she's in her 50s when she would have been a teenager. Yeah, that's quite strange. Apparently, in the initial idea, Luke Skywalker was a woman. Oh, really? Um, That's surprising. Yeah, well, they kind of went through lots of ideas of what his character could be. I'm amazed, actually, because for 1977, for the main character to be a woman... Mm. I mean, yeah, it kind of was a, um, an idea amongst lots of others. Mm. Um, there's, lo- there's lots of people who ship Han and Luke, actually. <laughs> nice. It's fair enough. I can see that. I can't think of many GIs that don't get shipped. Oh, people love to ship. <laughs> and obviously Carrie and Harrison apparently had a three-month fling. Love that. I know. I, I did love that and I do, but like I, I read some of her memoir and you just get much more of a sense of her being really into him and him being quite indifferent. Mm. Well, he was married at the time, wasn't he? Yeah. And so there's a quote in the book when she says, I'm sure on our relative list of priorities, I might have ranked as high as number 15 on his agenda, while Harrison (laughs) was my number one. Mm. Yeah, it definitely feels like it was that first love type of infatuation. I think later she's described it as an obsession quite a bit. Which is quite hard to read when you think of her as just this, you know, strong, independent force. Yeah, you can't imagine Princess Leia feeling that way. No. I know Carrie maintained in later years that a part of her would always love him in a way, and Mark, although more like a brother. I really enjoyed watching the older dynamic of those three sort of play out during press for the last trilogy. 
Mm, yeah, it was really nice. I saw a clip where um, Carrie's roasting Harrison about how he always used to quote philosophers in interviews. <laughs> and she's just making fun of him for being like, you know, young and pretentious. <laughs> they certainly have lots of chemistry on screen. Yeah, definitely. I actually found it really interesting rewatching the scene where they first get together on screen. Because I was mm. like, oh my God, this goes back to our first episode about liking bad boys. When they yeah. go to kiss, he says, you like me because I'm a scoundrel. And she says, oh no, I, I like nice men. And he's like, no, you <laughs> like bad boys. <laughs> Which is our point in the Kylo episode. It is, yeah. But it also loops into our point about how you don't really like bad people. Han mm. is a good person. And like, you know, he fights for the rebellion but he's just behaving like a bit of a prick. Yeah, definitely. They were so destined to have a foxy son. Oh my God, how could they not? Apparently there was a campaign to make Leia an official Disney princess, but then a lot of fans were like, she's, Mm -hmm. you know... She's a bit above that. Yeah, (laughs) which I kind of agree. Yeah. I mean, look, I love a Disney princess. I mean, and the modern ones have completely evolved. When you look at Moana and Elsa and Anna, I mean, maybe Leia could go in there now, but I don't know, she is a bit above it. So obviously we've already done a Star Wars Shag Mary Cruise. We have. We did the baddies and we did Kylo, Finn and Rey. So what about Han Solo, mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker and, you know, the bounty hunter, the Mandalorian? Mm. I don't know. I think maybe we should stick with a more of an old school crowd. There's Lando, but I just don't feel like I know enough about him. Han, Luke. Who else is there? That's like a big player. Yoda. 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 <laughs> Oh yeah, Yoda. Okay, so I would definitely go on a cruise with Yoda. That is that choice made. Best cruise ever. Yeah, although if he spoke in those riddles the whole time, it might get a bit... (laughs) (laughs) Buffet want to do you. (laughs) Karaoke time, is it? (laughs) Reserve towels by pool, have I? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Um, okay, so cruise with Yoda. Yeah. And... Marry Luke Shaghan? I'd marry Han. Would you? Yeah. I'd quite like to have the, you know, when we're older, being like, oh, we had fun, didn't we? Vibe, you know, that him and Leia have. Yeah, all right. Luke is very nice, but the way I've seen him as he gets older, when he just kind of hides away on that island, Mm. I wonder if he calls that place his man cave. Yes. Which, frankly, is a term I'd like to ban from the English dictionary and from all companies that make, like, the signs, the hanging oh, houses. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, yes. I know what you mean. I, I do love Mark Hamill, though. He gives mm. so much to his fans. He does. He is great on Twitter. Yeah. And Insta. So obviously, Leia went on to be a really powerful symbol. But at the time of the film, it came out during second wave feminism. And I read that lots of women weren't into her kind of pro-military vibe. Mm -hmm. They also felt that she'd been made quite masculine. And second wave feminists, just they weren't that keen on her. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. I actually think even though she's written by a man, Leia's a really rounded, brilliant character. You get those like hilarious TikToks of people making fun of the way some male writers write female characters. Like... (laughs) She was a sweet, pale, virgin bookworm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, buxom. They're always buxom. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But Leia's really complex and so much more interesting than all of that. She's Mm. like clever and funny. She's great with a gun. It is a shame we didn't get to see her properly with a lightsaber because we really should have. But I mean, we get that very small flashback. Mm. Yeah. And she's also got loads of strength in her femininity. 
I also love that her priority is always the rebellion. Even though she softens and has that romantic relationship with Han, I think her priority is really clear. And she has her vices. Mm. Well, that was something that left me a bit cold after watching the new Mulan. Like The heroine mm. was just so noble throughout. Um, kind of like what you previously said about Brianna of Tarth. Oh my God. Yeah, just, just noble. <laughs> Snore. <laughs> yeah, Leia was just so feisty and capable and flawed. Yeah, I did. I wanted more of Leia holding a lightsaber. Mm. And I love her earlier character. And then obviously we have the infamous gold bikini sing. Mm-hmm. Very sexy. Very sexy. And people had a problem with that, which I understand. I guess it's that ever ongoing battle between the part of you that wants to look sexy and the other part of you that doesn't want to be objectified. Yeah, which isn't a big ask in my opinion. <laughs> like, can I look nice and still be respected? I think that seems fair. Mm. Uh, but it's the old conversation of, people being uncomfortable when women embrace their own sexuality there's a great conversation between adam buxton and his daughter where they're talking about the fact that his daughter really loves the gold bikini (laughs) oh my god amazing she's really young but she's like you know jabber's not nice but he picked out a really great outfit she looks good (laughs) and the girl speaks the truth she does Mm. look really good and adam's just trying to be like yeah but you wouldn't want to be you know enslaved by him would you and she's like no 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 no. but i want to keep the outfit (laughs) That's so funny. It's very cute. It's Carrie. She wasn't a fan of the gold bikini, was she? Mm. I actually saved a quote from her interview on Fresh Air. So she says, When George showed me the outfit, I thought he was kidding. And it made me very nervous. I had to sit very straight because I couldn't have lines on my sides, like little creases. No creases were allowed. So I had to sit very, very rigid and straight. I mean... How ridiculous is that? No creases allowed. And she was also told she had to lose £10 for that role. Not fucking cool, George. Not cool. She goes on to say, what redeems it is that I get to kill him, which was so enjoyable. I got to sore off his neck. I really relished that because I hated wearing that outfit and sitting there rigid and straight and I couldn't wait to kill him. I was very happy that she killed him. She thinks she was envisioning George when she killed Jabba. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Didn't she tell Daisy Ridley to make sure that they didn't put her in anything like that? Yeah. I also loved how she called George out for saying she couldn't wear a bra under her white robes. Oh, I know. So ridiculous. I think she's obviously had some times in the past where she's had to hold back on what she wants to say. Yeah, she said to put up with some shit. Yeah. But I just love how that went out of the window the older she got. Yeah, I love it. He was all like, yeah, because there's no gravity in space, it would tighten and kill you. <laughs> and then she went on and did, you know, said that infamous thing where she was like, I want it reported that I drowned in moonlight, strangled by my own bra. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I read an article in the Washington Post, which was about Princess Leia being an unofficial symbol for the Women's March. Because she was one of the most used images on placards and everyone put in the phrase, a woman's place is in the resistance. That's cool. I think her character really challenged the idea of a woman's place or like a woman's priorities. It was sweet because it was after she died when the march took place and Mark Mm. Hamill tweeted all these pictures of her image at the protests and he was like, I know where she stood, you know where she stood, this is what Princess Leia stands for. Mm. Carrie Fisher was always very outspoken. She did a tweet about Trump where she said, Donald Trump is a classless thug trying to scare us into voting for him. An entitled, elitist, racist, misogynist, dangerous, unkind and without empathy. Wow. I mean, say it how it is, Carrie. 
Yeah, I think it's great how her character became a symbol of power and resistance and protest and rebellion. It just strikes against all of the expectations of what a woman is told she should prioritise. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting that when she first appeared on screen, they didn't initially see her as like a feminist icon. Mm. But I think feminism means something new to each generation. So it's not something you get 10 out of 10 in a test for or that you can tick off. It's like a constantly evolving working progress. And we can't dismiss what previous generations thought it was because whatever we think it is now will probably change anyway. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. And the way that at first women weren't sure about her character and now she's just been so embraced. Mm. I think feminism at the minute is about intersectionality and about Mm. choice, how you can be a stay-at-home mum and be a feminist. Yeah, it's more like you can define what it is. Yeah, there's obviously still a lot left to do. One of feminism's biggest problems is being primarily focused on white women Mm. and this current wave of feminism rightfully places a focus on intersectionality. Mm, Absolutely. I'm kind of thinking about the way that Rose was introduced and then quickly sidelined in the latest trilogy. Yeah, that was really upsetting and disappointing to see. I thought it was really brave of John Boyega to speak out about his experience. I think there's a lot of important points in his article, but one of them is that the filmmakers didn't really know what to do with him and Kelly's characters. Yeah, he says they didn't give him any nuance in the same way they gave nuance to Adam and Daisy. For any of you who haven't read his GQ interview, you absolutely should, and we will link to it in our show notes. So we've spoken quite a bit about Princess Leia, but let's move on to General Organa, who some people would argue is the real hero. When we meet her in The Force Awakens, she's leading the resistance against the First Order. Her son, Kylo Ren, who we're all very familiar with, (laughs) uh, has been driven to the dark side by Snoke. And we really get to see a different side to Leia throughout this first trilogy, I think. She's older, wiser, and, you know, I'd say tougher too. Absolutely. She's seen stuff. And her priorities are still the same. Yeah. We also get to see Leia actually using the Force in these later films, which was something that had definitely been missing for me during the first trilogy. Yeah, I loved that. As a, you know, as a character, she's very calming and tactical. She's inspiring and people look up to her. Part of Princess Leia's status came from her youth and beauty, Mm. even though she's spunky and clever and all of those things too. But I've heard lots of women over the age of 60 say that you start to feel invisible because what's so often valued in a woman is youth and beauty. Mm. But General Organa isn't invisible. When she enters a room, everyone notices her. And it was just nice to see this celebration of her character continue into the later part of her life. Mm. Um, There's some great quotes from Carrie. She says, youth and beauty are not accomplishments. They are temporary, happy byproducts of time and or DNA. Don't hold your breath for either. Mm, That's great. God, that woman, what a force. And I love that she acknowledges that beauty isn't an accomplishment. It's just Mm. a nice reminder because it's something that women are consistently judged on. Yeah, I really loved that the breadth of this character's life is really celebrated within her. Yeah. I mean, we don't really know what her relationship with Han is in those later films. Like, I wasn't sure if they are still dating or... I feel like maybe they consciously uncoupled at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Well, it's interesting because there really is a gap and we would have loved to know like what their marriage was like, why they broke up, what happened with Ben. I mean, knowing their characters, you can make some assumptions. Mm. I read about a scene in the novelization of The Rise of Skywalker where Kylo is trying to get into Chewie's head for information, but Chewie keeps showing him happy memories from his childhood. Oh, so we know there are some. (laughs) Yeah, I would have loved to see what those looked like. You know, I'm imagining Kylo plaiting Chewie's hair (laughs) Christmas morning. (laughs) 
Oh God, yeah. I yeah, I would have loved to see some of Kylo's childhood in flashbacks. Mm. I think they kind of allude to what went wrong. Leia says to Han, Snoke seduced him when she's talking about Ben. So, I mean, she does say that. And he also says to her, oh, it wasn't all bad. Some of it was pretty good. Yeah. So you get the feeling that they had a pretty up and down marriage, but there's still love there, which is nice. Mm. Did you read about Carrie's audition for Leia? No. So she went into the casting and she's, you know, super young. I think she was still at drama school and they were like, you know, what would you do if you get the role? And she's like, I'll just leave. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Yeah, fair enough. And they said at the audition, oh, aren't you Debbie Reynolds' daughter? Mm. And she said that whenever she got that question, she would always assess sort of who was asking and whether that worked for or against her. And in this instance, she decided to reply, I think you'll find Debbie Reynolds is my mother. Oh my God, she's so cool. I know, what a legend. Because she had to live in the limelight for most of her life. And Mm. I loved hearing her talk about the very famous scandal with her dad having an affair with Liz Taylor. I did not know about that. Yeah, so Debbie Reynolds and Edward Fisher were together and then Liz Taylor's partner died and he Mm. had an affair with her and people were always asking Carrie if she resented Liz and she would always say no. And then she did a book tour and it was nearly in every interview and then she was like, I never resented Liz until now. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) And then she was on a chat show talking about it one time and she was just like, so this thing happened and my dad decided to comfort Liz Taylor with his penis. Amazing. And you literally see everyone on the chat show gasp because she's just so brazen and wicked. It's impossible to talk about Leia without talking about Carrie Fisher. I think there's quite an overlap in their power. But I just love that Carrie Fisher's priority was not making people feel comfortable. Yeah. I mean, and that is just such a trait that women are expected to uphold, like being Mm. an accommodating presence. Yeah. There was a great quote from Catherine Ryan from her interview on Jamila Jamil's I Weigh podcast. I love both of them. She was talking about women being encouraged to make themselves small. And she was saying they're encouraged to not take up too much space in case men want to build a golf course there. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was just making me think about the way Carrie Fisher lived. Mm, So unapologetic. And obviously a great advocate for mental health as well. Yeah, she was very open about her mental health struggles and about having bipolar. Um, She said, I am mentally ill. I can say that. I'm not ashamed of that. I survived that. I'm still surviving it, but bring it on. Better me than you. Mm, That's great. So there's a lovely article in Time magazine written by Billy Lord, who's Carrie's daughter and who is also in the Star Wars film. And I took a couple of quotes from it and I'm going to send them to you, Bridie, because I can't read them out loud without crying. (laughs) Oh God. Okay. Okay. Good luck. Okay. Right. I realized that Leia is more than just a character. She is a feeling. She is strength, she is grace, she is wit, she is femininity at its finest. She knows what she wants and she gets it. She doesn't need anyone to defend her because she defends herself. And no one could have played her like my mother. Princess Leia is Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher is Princess Leia. The two go hand in hand. I grew up with three parents, a mum, a dad and Princess Leia. Initially, Princess Leia was kind of like my stepmum. Now she's my guardian angel and I am her keeper. Oh God. (laughs) I just, I can't hear it without welling up. I knew it would get you. Yeah. (laughs) I sit quietly Uh, for a moment. (laughs) Just destroyed me. She just, I just can't get over. I I really think she redefined women in movies, in my opinion. Mm. Well, women in sci-fi, for sure. Mm. Yeah. Well, Carrie used to say that um, she got to be the only girl in an all-boys fantasy, which I think was pretty apt. (laughs) 
On the 23rd of December 2016, Carrie went into cardiac arrest on a transatlantic flight and died in hospital on the morning of the 27th. She was only 60. It was a really dreadful day. So sad. And her mum passed the day after her. So I remember we saw Rogue One at cinema around then, didn't we? Yeah. And there's that single shot of Leia at the end saying, hope that broke me. <laughs> really heartbreaking. In the absence of a star for Carrie on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, fans created their own memorial using a blank star. <laughs> Are you crying again? It's fine. Um, fans created their own memorial using a blank star and bought flowers and candles. And they put words on the star that read, Carrie Fisher, may the force be with you always. <laughs> oh, God, it's such a wreck. Sorry. No, it's very sad. I don't like thinking about mm. it either. No. Um, in the video game, Star Wars, The Old Republic... Thousands of fans pay tribute by gathering at the House Organa on the planet Alderaan. Mm. We're going to have to end because it's going to be <laughs> absolute weep fest. Absolute weep fest. <laughs> so we wanted to end this episode with a quote about Leia's legacy. I read an article on sci-fi.com by Meg Ellison on this subject, and it reads, It is through Leia's legacy that Rey and so many other female characters in science fiction and fantasy are whole people with their own plans and dreams and walks through the stars. She did not have to be nice to be a princess. She did not have to be polite to govern or to apologize to men so that she could lead. She did not have to get anyone's permission to fall in love. She's the reason that Ray's the future and not the future's girlfriend. <sighs> Leia forever. Leia forever. So do you think we need to round back to the, the initial question? <laughs> Why is she such a legend? I mean, because she is. Because uh... she is. <laughs> <laughs> no further explanation necessary. Yeah. Mic drop. I won't drop drop. the mic. (laughs) I won't drop drop that mic. Thank you so much to everyone who's listened to not just today's episode, but supported us throughout the whole of this series. Um, We've really loved making it. Yeah, definitely. I think creating this podcast has really just been about us coming together and making each other laugh. And it's been Mm. really great to share it with all of you as well. Yeah. Shout out to our amazing editor, Marcus, who must be well and truly tired of our voices by now. (laughs) Marcus, you are a legend. (laughs) And yeah, we're really looking forward to getting stuck into season two. But until then, please do get in touch with us via our socials. Just say hello and, you know, let us know what you'd like to hear us talking about next. Yep. And if you haven't already done so, please do pop us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will really help give us a boost in the charts. Uh, Stay safe and well. We bloody love (laughs) you. Bye-bye for now. Bye.